Here's Jiffy Lube's Jennifer Sanner and COO Lonnie Hinkle. Lonnie, you've been with us at Jiffy Lube for 27 years and are now a partner. What do you love most about our business? I love how much we do to help people maintain their vehicles properly. There is so much more involved in maintaining your car than just changing your oil. If all you do is change your oil, your car will not last nearly as long as it should. Jiffy Lube is a one-stop shop for all your car's maintenance needs. And that's why every Jiffy Lube service includes a full report on all the important maintenance needs of your car. We believe information is power. We perform this thorough inspection so guests can make informed decisions about their vehicle. And Jiffy Lube does not pay commissions. We are simply here to help. Jiffy Lube is all about helping you keep your car running safely and efficiently for as long as possible. For regular Jiffy Lube guests, 200,000 miles is now the new 100,000 miles. Hey, we should use that line in a commercial sometime. Simple, fast, and no commissions. Indiana's favorite, Jiffy Lube. Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses and community members making a positive impact in Indiana. I'm Mel McMahon, co-founder of Indiana Owned and Indiana Gifts. And today we are chatting about a very powerful documentary making its world premiere at Heartland International Film Festival on Saturday, October 7th. Art and Soul, a portrait of Nancy Noel, shares the life story of the former Zionsville resident who was an internationally renowned painter, a visionary, and an activist. Director and producer Alex Kosin and editor and producer Sammy Mustaklam join me to share how the documentary came to be, the impact they hope it will have on those that see it, and what they hope we gain from sharing more about the world as Nancy saw it. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Own. Find local at indianaowned.com. When I was a little girl, I was the least desirable kid in school. On the last day of school, my eighth grade teacher told me not to be disappointed because I would never amount to anything. I want to go experience something, do something, learn something. Danger wasn't anything that I ran from. The thing that I believe that people say about my artwork is that my work is emotional for them. It was that intimacy I was looking for. I wanted to make a statement, and I wanted that statement to send a message that would inspire people. I had no idea why I was painting what I was painting, and when I finished the painting and I was able to stand back, then I understood what it was saying to me. I never expected to be a well-known artist. I never expected anything. I just put one foot in front of the other. Not fitting into the everyday world gave me the opportunity to create my own. Just follow your bliss. And that's exactly what I did. Alex and Sammy, thank you so much for joining me on Local Matters. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us on. 
Now, this has been an incredible experience. Full disclosure, I am a part of the documentary, uh, which is an incredible opportunity. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. But for those that aren't familiar with your names and what you do, um, Alex, will you introduce yourself first and tell us a little bit about your background? And then Sammy, we'll go to you. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I um, I grew up in Indiana, in, in, in Zinesville, uh, you know, my mother's farm uh, there in, uh, in Zinesville. And uh, I, uh, you know, I, I now live in, in New York City, uh, where um, I run a, a production company called Third Strand Productions. And uh, we make all kinds of things, films and music videos and lots of branded content and commercials. Uh, and Sammy and I have worked together for almost 20 years. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we do do a lot of um, production in Indianapolis, uh, even though we, we both don't live there full time anymore. We certainly spend a lot of time in Indy and uh, we, we we like to make, you know, Indy our, our sort of backlot, if you will, uh, for, for our productions. It's so fun to shoot there. There's so much talent there. And it's just easier to get around and do stuff in Indy than uh, in a lot of other places. Sammy, what about you? Well, I uh, grew up in Indianapolis, um, and then my family moved to Zionsville after I graduated high school. I met Alex um, in Zionsville. My parents used to own a restaurant called Zorba's, which was uh, right on Main Street there in Zionsville. And we met um, Alex and his brother Michael and Nancy. And Alex and I started working together, as he said, about 20 years ago. And... We've been all over the world doing what we do with Third Strand. And I uh, also created a company for some of the projects that I do separate of Third Strand called Sweet Revenge Pictures. And it's um, it's been a blast to get to work on this film under thir the Third Strand moniker and Sweet Revenge Pictures and getting to do what we do what I what I think is our best talent, which is telling incredibly intricate stories for uh, large audiences and getting it to do it with a subject that we're both so passionate about uh, has just been a, a real thrill. So Art and Soul, a portrait of Nancy Noel is, you know, a production that you guys are putting together. So, Alex, you are you are a director and a producer. Sammy, you're an editor and producer. We were also going to have Amy Palsik with us today, who's also an executive producer, but she wasn't able to join us. But coming together in this collaboration, you know, I talked to so many people who know the name Nancy Noel. They know something she's connected to. But there's also just a small portion that I get the privilege of introducing Nancy to, which is really, really exciting. And for those that aren't familiar, familiar with you and the other producers, you know, let's just talk about the connection, right? So Alex, you're, you're Nancy's son, which I don't know if a lot of people know that right away, just by the name, Sammy, were you friends with the family or how did you guys meet? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we were, um, so a lot of third strands, the Alex and I's early years together was spent at Nancy's house. Uh, we more or less took over, uh, I don't know if it's an attic studio, but it was a space on the, the second floor in the main house. And we we set up our editing equipment and we did a lot of work up there. And kind of coming and going, I 
uh, from the farm on a daily basis there for years. I, I got to know Nancy uh, quite well. And she was always there to, whether I saw her uh, on the way in, if she was out with the llamas or out with the horses or just out and about. Um, because if you, if you, if you uh, didn't ever go to the farm, the, the, the property land fair that she um, lived on and Alex grew up on um, her, her studio was on the other side and you could, you could see um, her kind of going back. She had a golf cart that she, or uh, she'd go back and forth between the two, the the house and the, the studio. So sometimes I'd see her going out there or being out with the, the animals that lived on the property or just in the house. And we get, and we would talk about anything. Nancy was, always interested in, uh, a nice, uh, you know, a good conversation. And we, uh, we, I got to know her that way. And I think that time spent, uh, was, was always prepping me for this film. That was <laughs> the, the inevitable, uh, the inevitable thing that was in my future. Well, let's talk about how the film came to be. You know, Alex, we met at the Children's Museum when the exhibition was put together um, shortly after her passing. And I know that you you did interviews with her before she passed away and you you really wanted to capture her spirit. Why was why was that important to you to to kind of put that together? Um, You know, I'd been sort of shooting video of my mother my since my teenage years after she bought me a, a a video camera when i was 15 years old so you know i was always making little films at home and and we were making videos uh for for nancy and noel studio throughout the years um and i so i was always kind of documenting what mother was doing whether we were off in africa or an amish country or whether i was just hanging out in her studio with her watching her paint so, um, you know, I found it interesting to document Mother. Uh, and, uh, and of course, she was always doing cool stuff with video even long before uh, YouTube was a thing. Uh, so she was kind of ahead of her time in that way. You know, she, she always, she always thought that the video and storytelling was important, uh, to, you know, to, to explaining her art to the world. Uh, so, you know, very early on, uh, I was, I was doing that kind of thing with mother where, where I was creating video stories about her, uh, you know, towards the end of her life, uh, as, uh, which was unexpectedly, you know, short. I thought she was going to live a lot longer than she did. But um, as as we got, got towards the end, I thought, you know, it's just a shame. I, I never got to really make the documentary about Mother that I wanted to make. And uh, I thought, you know, I, I do have a lot of interviews with Mother over the years, but I don't really have a really solid, intimate interview with Mom, just her and I, talking about her life and her career. And I realized too, there's so many things I did not ask her about. Um, you know, we, we, we certainly spent a lot of time together. You know, my mother and I would travel extensively, just her and I to, to Africa or India or, uh, you know, Aspen or wherever. So we, we had a great relationship. We were very close. We talked a lot about all kinds of things. Uh, none of that was recorded. And so I thought, you know, what would it be like to talk to mom about, you know, how she felt as a child, um, how she approaches her art, what her relationship is with her spirituality, with religion, uh, all that stuff. And while I could have talked to her for days and days and recorded it, 
I really only got about three hours where she was feeling strong enough to talk. Um, and I'm grateful for those three hours. If we wouldn't have had those, I think those those three hours that I captured in audio form only, I think they add a lot to the documentary. In fact, I think they anchor the documentary in her point of view in an interesting way. Uh, so I, I, I thought, you know, after after we did that interview, what are we going to do with this? And we made a 10 minute short film, which played uh, at her celebration of life, which was part of the uh, exhibition at the Children's Museum, uh, which if you didn't catch it, uh, you know, your listeners didn't catch it. It was an extraordinary exhibition. It was just it was. so well done. Um, the the <laughs> Children's Museum staff and, uh, you know, creatives over there are just incredible people. So they did this incredible uh, exhibition. We were able to show the film and the film got a lot of attention. Uh, that little short film, people from all over, uh, you know, would would send me messages about how much they loved it. And Amy, Amy Bozic was one of those people who, who you know, who, who was a fan and and in pretty short amount of time came to myself and my and my brother via my dad, who she knew through Mimi Blue, his restaurants and um, and socially and said, you know, I think it should be a feature film. And, you know, I wasn't really ready to make it. I think Sammy and I thought we might do something that it was going to be uh, maybe a few years once, you know, we had more time on our hands, time to go through the uh, thousands of photographs my mother had, the the you know hundreds of, of, of videotapes that I had from over the years. It it seemed like a really daunting task to do all that. And um, Amy Posick said, "No, I I think this should be in Heartland this year." And you know, and no pressure, no pressure. It. Yeah, and, and we're like. So Sammy and I are like, okay, um, can we do this? And uh, we we were able to do it. So it was it was a relatively short amount of time for a production that is really supposed to take on you know the the life of an artist. Um, and uh, but and we we didn't we weren't working with a you know budgets that that we're used to even for a thirty second commercial, but. Um, we we both felt it was an important story to tell, and we did have some amazing images. Uh, you know, just just her artwork alone. Uh, so we we actually had a lot of fun making it. One night, Sammy called me and he says, "Man, he says I am I am just having so much fun editing this thing." Uh, so there's something to really being engaged deeply in a life story that. Uh, is 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 as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, uh, is just invigorating. It's just such a wonderful challenge, uh, and all the more interesting because you know she was my mother, and because Sammy knew my mother very well for over the last couple of decades. Uh, so that that's more or less how it came together. We didn't quite have an expectation of of whether it'd be popular. We didn't even know. I mean, we didn't even talk about how it was going to perform or where it was going to be shown. We just thought, okay, Heartland might put it in their festival. And that's, that's kind of all we knew. And uh, lo and behold, you know, selling out all three screenings, especially at Toby theater, we are, uh, we're, we're, we're surprised, frankly. And, you know, I, I guess maybe we shouldn't be just based upon the popularity of Nancy mm -hmm. in, in central Indiana. And, and in fact, when we were making the film and talking, you know, sitting there and talking to you and talking to some of the other people uh, that, that I interviewed, it, it was surprising to me. Again, maybe it shouldn't have been, but it was surprising to me 
how ubiquitous mother's work was and her and her and her you know her name is uh how many people grew up with what you know even people in their teens and 20s who grew up with a nancy noel print or in their house uh or you know certainly people in their in their 70s and 80s who you know bought nancy noel prints or uh or even had their um you know uh portrait painted at penrod in in, yeah. in the late 60s so it's just it was it's like wow she's been around you know she's been a, she was a working artist for over 50 years uh all in indiana so her her impact was <laughs> i mean you know we, we talk about her being famous and all whatever but like it just was still surprising to me, not just that people knew her, but that they had a real relationship with her. You know, you grew up with 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 something in your house, mm-hmm. a print in your house, and then later, you know, you were you were working at the sanctuary, and it, it just the impact that her work had on people's lives uh, was 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 really eye opening for me, even being her son. Well, when you're in it, when you're that connected to it, you know, it, it's a different tie. It's a different experience. I mean, Nancy created more than 1000 works of art. She sold millions of prints. She published multiple books. She had the most beautiful gallery in Zionsville. And I sanctuary is really what it was to me. Um, and for those listening, when you see the documentary, I will share the story there. Um, it was just amazing sitting in the green room with these other women who were being interviewed that day and listening to the stories that they told, the connections that they had. And what was fascinating to me is all of our connections came from a completely different angle, right? Like nobody had the same story. Nobody had the same experience. And honestly, they weren't even that similar. It was just fascinating to me how your mom, Alex, connected with so many people in person, even those that she didn't know. And, you know, you talked about how you kind of, you know, put this documentary together on a a quick timeline and you really didn't have any expectations of what it was going to be. But was there anything that really, really, really surprised you in this process? Sammy, I have the same question for you. Like anything that just really stands out? Well, I mean, to one... I was going to say just to one point, there is no greater instigator of creativity than a deadline. So, you know, the <laughs> the short, short timelines are quite a blessing. Like, I think, you know, I think that anything that you create, and I think, I think this is one of the things that, um, that for Nancy as well, and you can see, she, she sort of alludes to it that like she would have an inspiration for something and and then it would be done. It didn't linger. She didn't contemplate what she was doing. No, she had an idea and she did it and it was done and it was wonderful. And that the the film from the beginning was always going to be a bit of um, a really wonderful improvisation as we went along we spent a lot of time thinking through well what is what's the chronology what's the path we're going from you know beginning to end with this film and you'll see it in the in the 
you know, in the, in the final piece, the, this idea of, of sanctuary of the idea of, of what was Nancy's sanctuary because she created a sanctuary for her artwork, but she was creating sanctuaries for herself everywhere she went. And that became this really wonderful uh, storyline that we were able to kind of use to really make the film come to life. You know, there's there's nothing worse than seeing a documentary that's just sort of a cradle to grave story where you're just like, yep, this happened and this happened and this happened and then they're no longer here, you know. And we've all seen them uh, where, you know, it's very cut and dry and you get to the end of it. And if you like the material going into it, if, if it was somebody you cared about or you liked the story or if it was like a true crime thing, you know, you were, you know, you were fascinated with that part of it. It's fine. And it does what it's supposed to do. I think if, if I were to say what was the thing that really sort of was eye opening for me in the process was coming to terms with a woman who inside of her mind and inside of her soul, um, as the movie movie's title implies, saw a world that didn't necessarily reconcile with the world that she was born into. And rather than just simply accepting that and moving on, she created her own world on the outside of her as close to, and I think in a lot of ways, exactly how the world inside of her head existed. And that's really a profound thing to, to get to see because you never see it in the moment, right? Like you don't, when I was, when I was in Nancy's kitchen and we were talking, it never dawns on you to like stop and look around at the room and look at the, you know, or look around at the farm or, you know, or, or look at her and, and come to terms with the, the reality that's around you because you're just kind of existing and you're trying to get through like, well, I got to go do this thing or whatever, whatever it was that we were working on or whatever. And, but, but getting a chance in hindsight to really, really kind of marvel at what I was lucky enough to get to experience firsthand and be able to share it with others was, was really the, the great aha moment for me. Alex, what about you? What was most surprising about this process and putting the film together and maybe even how it turned out? Uh, two things um, come to mind. One is um, just the experience of doing a documentary about one's parent, right? I think everybody should do a documentary uh, about his or her parent if 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 they have a good relationship with that parent. Uh, it, it's it's one thing to just think you know your parent. It's another thing to actually sit down and ask some questions or ask other people questions about your parents' life. Uh, so the process of creating some kind of narrative structure and going deeper into you know themes and subjects that you think you know 
That is eye-opening in itself. Just talking to you, Mel, in our interview was eye-opening for me. I didn't know about that. It's not like she just picks up the phone and says, oh, hey, there's this woman, blah, 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 and tells me about her day every, you know, it's just not, that's, that's not very common. So even though you hear some things, you get the, you know, the, 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 the top notes of, of, of a, of a week or a month of somebody's life or your parents' life. Do you really know how other people feel, what their experiences were, how they saw her? And so when people paint their own portraits of your parent, um, you get to see your parent anew in a different and in interesting way. So that was all surprising for me. And then talking to my mother and asking her questions that I maybe wouldn't have otherwise asked her unless I was thinking about it as something that, you know, people were going to see or unless I was thinking about it as a story I was maybe going to go deeper into. That motivation or that focus is is surprising because then you you know you you want you end up going down a rabbit hole right oh you know you ask her about grade school ask her about college ask her about what was it like to have a dinner with her parents and and so you really when you follow a line of inquiry it is surprising and I, that's why I recommend that everybody do a, a documentary about their parents if they if they really want to know them and from whence they came. Uh, the other thing I, I think was, um, you know, surprising was um, just the degree to which my mother actually did live a life in service to her soul. It's called Art and Soul because my mother was sort of all about the soul, capturing the soul of 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 the, you know, animal or child she was painting Um capturing the soul of things, as she liked to say. But for me, my mother was defined by living a life in service to her soul, meaning that she really made most of her decisions in life from this sort of inner place, this place where what was meaningful to her was so precious that she would sacrifice a lot of other things for for that for that soul need to be realized you know whether it was you know money and deals she turned down so that she she could protect the meaning of her art um or whether it was you know if you go, went to her farm and you look at everything there she was as sammy said you know she she sort of created this world of her own and so she had she got up every day with a vision and a feeling for exactly how she wanted to live, what she wanted to do that day. She was just passionate about so many things. And I can't describe where those came from. It's just not like she had to get up and get out of bed and go to work. She actually never even used the word work. We never even heard the term fly out of her mouth. She never went to work. She would, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm up there painting. I'm riding my horse. I'm going to see, you know, um, I, the kids over at, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the school for, for, for the blind or whatever. And so she just was having so much fun every day. Like she was just having a blast. <laughs> That's pretty much what she did. And that was really because she was living a life in service to her soul, what, what she felt was meaningful for her and what I think sated her um, her idea of what a wonderful experience of what beauty was 
Um, she always just wanted to see something beautiful, do something fun, um, you know, and almost every day she had an idea for a painting. Yeah. And so that that's the kind of life we're talking about is 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 is, is and and that, I think that's what she exemplified is is living a life in service to your soul. And that is probably the main reason I wanted to do a documentary about her because I want people to be inspired by her art and her life and whatever. But I want young people to know, especially like living a life in service to your soul is an important thing. It's not just it's not just something, you know, to to share on your Instagram. It's not just like a, you know, an inspirational quote or to hang on your wall. This is really the key, I think, to happiness. It doesn't mean we can all have what we are, what we want every minute. Um, Nancy Noel was very talented, so we, we all can't be Nancy Noel every minute. But but you can decide that you're going to, you know, in spite of what everybody tells you is possible or what, uh, you know, what, what society, you know, where society wants to place you or whatever, when you're confronted with all this, at the end of the day, you know, you're Nancy Noel, you are going to go and ride that horse, paint that painting. Um, and you're going to start a business around it or, you know, buy a farm or whatever. She did what she had to do. She did the work to make these things possible. But at the end of the day, she was living a life in service to her soul. One of the things your mom has said, and I actually heard it in the trailer uh, for Art and Soul, is follow your bliss. Which means trusting that everything will work out, even if things aren't completely perfect. And in my experience with your mom and what she's done for me and my experience with this documentary, I really don't know if there's a bigger message than that. And I'm so excited to see the final product of this documentary and it's going to be incredible. And I mean, we're, we're, excited I, for you we're almost here. We're almost here. I know you guys know what <laughs> you guys know what's going on. I have no idea. I've been like sending secret messages to Sammy on Instagram. Like, so how's it going? What are we, where are we at? Are we done yet? Well, okay. What's I that t- look I like? Tell, I joke with Alex all the time. No one has seen this movie more than me. And so I'm very excited to stop having to carry the load for others. <laughs> like I'm excited for people to see it so they can stop asking me, like, what do you, what do you think? Of that? I'm like, yeah, you'll see it. Don't worry. It'll be great. It'll be great. I, I'm, I'm excited and nervous to sit in an audience with over 500 people uh and you know have them watch have them watch uh this film i i'm I, i'm i'm more more nervous than i uh you know expected about it but you know it, it is sold out but if people uh really want to see it they can certainly stream it virtually do a virtual mm-hmm. streaming uh over uh, a virtual screening sorry uh through heartland uh the Heartland International Film Festival website and uh, the tickets on there are only $12 and you can, you know, the whole family can watch it and, and you can vote even if you have a virtual screener ticket, you can vote for uh, the audience choice award, which uh, you, we yeah. would definitely love to win. So please, if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to stream it uh, at home, make sure that you also add your vote. Yes. Yes. And all of the information yes. for the movie is at Art is on the Facebook page. That's probably the easiest place. That's where all the current updates go. Mm-hmm. Just search Art and Soul, a portrait of Nancy Noel. We'll have all the links in the show notes of this episode as well. And big premiere, Heartland International Film Festival, kind of a big deal. Where's it going <laughs> after this? Because I highly doubt this is going to be a one and done run. 
we, we're, we're hoping. Gonna sh- uh, yeah, it has we're going to show it at the Vatican, <laughs> the White House. <laughs> we'll be showing it everywhere. There's a screen now. We, Alex, Alex can. I listen. Uh, I, I I think uh, as my mother said, uh, you know, uh, everything happens for a reason. So I think it'll end up where it's supposed to end up. Whether we're doing screenings, uh, you know, around the city at different uh, cultural centers or schools or whatever, or whether it hits other film festivals. I know Amy was talking about getting it to Sedona or some art centric festivals. Uh, and maybe who knows? Maybe it'll be picked up by you know a network or a streamer. PBS might be a good place to to see it. So I'm anxious to see where it goes. But there's, you know, I think there's a lot of desire right now for stories about, um, you know, interesting, successful women. Uh, I think that that's that's definitely, uh, you know, it's it, there's definitely an appetite for that kind of story. Uh, and so we're, we're hoping that it, if it, you know, lands in multiple uh, platforms for people to see. I was going to say, I also personally am of the opinion that one of the things that uh, I, will make this film very, very palatable to so many is that it's it's very easy to fall into sort of uh these tribe this like tribal mentality that we all live in where we're all seemingly so divided and to find a story as universal and wonderful um as nancy's um i think is going to really make people feel like they're a part of something a part of a community they maybe they haven't felt a part of in a long time well, thank you very much for making me a part of this and this legacy. And I am very honored that I got to share the story of my daughter, Ella, and how Nancy helped me heal after her passing. So all the details will be in the documentary. I'm not going to give it all away now. You have to see the film. You have to see the film. <laughs> and Alex- see it if you can, if whenever, whenever and however you see it, see it on the biggest screen you can get your hands on because no one has ever seen Nancy's paintings uh this way before i'm i'm so excited i know you can't see my smile because this is audio but hopefully you can hear my excitement in my voice i just i can't wait alex kosin sammy mustaquam thank you so much for being my guest today on local matters and i will see you soon see you soon thank you (laughs) thank you And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana-owned Indiana Gifts and our new website sponsor, Jiffy Lube of Indiana. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses and community members making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Find local businesses near you or get your business certified local at indianaowned.com. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana-owned. Find local now at indianaowned.com.